So, Be'ezus Hashem, we're looking at another Mita and the discovery of the Spheros and looking every week, building closer, closer towards Shvuas, Man Matan Torah Seinu, where we can truly be Mekabal the Torah with a full heart, with a full mind, as an Am together in Eretz Yisrael, Be'ezus Hashem. But until then, we can take each step, one day at a time, building ourselves to be the fullest people that we can be, become the B'nai Chorin that are meant to be Mekabal the Torah, and today, for the purpose of those explorations, we're looking at the Mida of Netzach Shebeisod. So we've seen the concept of Netzach repeatedly throughout the, you know, we spent an entire week looking at the concept of Netzach, the eternality, the fight, success, victory, all of these ideas that are sort of connected together, an eternal victory. And today we're looking at how that aspect, that mida, is a component of the mida of Yesod. So we've already been looking at the concept of Yesod through the identity that's uh, described in the Zohar as being the Tzadik, is the name of the, of the mida of Yesod, the Tzadik Yesod Olam, the pillar of the world, a person who is committed to the Vayahi Or, of being Megala, that Or in the world, who lives with integrity to the purpose of Maise Bereshis, a person who chooses a resounding Vachart of a person who has Ne'emanus to the vision that Hashem has for the world and strives to live in consonance with that idea, with integrity and with faith. And so if we're looking at the idea of Netzach, of eternal victorious value, a lot of different aspects of Netzach to kind of describe with through the, the, uh, the single expression, through the Mida of Yesod, I think that one of the places where this comes out is the idea of how when a person is embodying Yesod and living with that level of integrity uh, and acting as a channel for Hashem's aura in the world, what ends up happening is that there's a certain degree of bitul hayesh, of kind of the erasure, of individual selfhood in the presence of being the channel for that value that you represent. And one of the places where this comes out is, I believe, is the idea how, as the Rambam describes in Hilchos Malachim, the whole notion of fighting on behalf of Am Yisrael. To stand up and fight in the Milchemes Hashem for the sake of the Jewish people, and specifically to be actually part of the army of the Tzva Hashem, in fighting the wars for the Jewish people, we find this idea that A, the only people who were really allowed in status into fighting the war for Hashem, actually being members of the army of the Jewish people, are people who were tzaddikim, as Rashi brings in Chomish. But beyond that, the Rambam describes, if, if you haven't seen this description before, it might blow your mind, and even if you have seen it, it's startling every time to revisit the Lashon over here. In the seventh chapter of Hilchos Malachim, Ah, Bruchem Aboyim, Rib Simcha. So the ideas over here are, are really profound, the Rambam says. How does a member of Israel go out to battle for the sake of the Jewish people? So the Rambam's language is, is really startling. And he starts off by playing off the Pasuk where it says, Mia Isha Yare Who is the person who's afraid, who's soft hearted? We tell them to go home before battle. And Rabbam says this means that a person whose heart doesn't have the capacity to withstand the difficulties of the conflict of war. 
And because the Rambam goes on to explain that once a person is out there fighting on the battlefront for the sake of Yisrael, once a person is out there in the tufts of war, they must lean entirely on the hope of Israel and they will be saved in a time of conflict. And he has to know that he's fighting for the Yichud Hashem. He must place his soul in his hands. You can't be afraid. You can't tremble. He can't think about his wife. can't think about his children. He has to erase their memory from his heart. And turn away from everything else aside for the war itself. The war effort must become the single focus of his life. And not only that, but says the Rambam, this is not some sort of abstract ideal. But anyone who even begins to start thinking and contemplating during war about his personal endeavors, and distracts himself, he's violating in the Torah. Not only that, he says, all of the blood of Israel is hanging on his neck, so to speak. In other words, you're responsible for all the bloodshed that occurs on, you know, amongst the Jewish people because of that person's diversion from the goal, from the focus, from the orientation that a, that a member of the Tzva Yisrael has to have from being fighting for Yichud Hashem, fighting for the sake of Yisrael, only purpose of being to fight for that for that war for the nitzachon, and he says and if you're unsuccessful and unable to fight that fight with your entire heart and your entire soul, it's like you murdered the entire Jewish people. So this is incredibly powerful language. But he goes and he closes on a more positive note and he says that anyone who does fight with their entire heart without any fear and his direction of his heart is to sanctify God's name singularly that is his sole focus it is guaranteed to him that he will not find any harm and no evil will befall him and he will build a steady home in the Jewish people, and he will merit for him, himself, and his children all eternity. So we see this very fascinating juxtaposition of an ideas right here in the Rambam's presentation. We have the idea where a person acts entirely selflessly for the sake of the larger picture, for the sake of the value that he represents, he desires to purely be a channel for Hashem's or in the world, so to speak, or if you're utilizing this language of Yesod, that he's consider- making himself to be the pillar of the Jewish people. All the Jewish people are dependent on him. What does that, what, what does that echo in our minds? All of the Jewish people, the entire world is dependent on this person. And if he goes out and if he's if he's minatseach, says the Rambam, if he has nitzachon doing this, then without question, Hashem says, 
He's going to have eternal victory in his family. Him, his children, his grandchildren, and he'll be zocha to chaye nitzachon in Olam Haba. What's the idea going on over here? That when a person takes upon themselves the mantle of the Nida of Yesod and he, and he steps into the identity of a Tzadik Yesod Olam, part of that demands that he doesn't think about himself personally, what, what this means for me, for my family, for my place in the Jewish people. But it's simply because I stand for Yisrael. And in the same way that a Kadosh Baruch Hu is Netzach Yisrael, Lo Yishaker, if a person goes out on the battlefront for the sake of Yisrael, and he stands in as that Netzach, and he allows himself to be a tool by means of which the Hanhagas Hashem can be Megala in the world, he acts as a funnel to open up that Giloy into the world. So Mamela he's Zocha Techaye Netzach. But also that is the, I meaning it goes in both directions. By virtue of acting in Yesod, a person achieves the Nitzchiot of his own life. But it's only by means of a person of Yesod standing for Netzach over anything. The values that supersede their own life. That they're Zocha ultimately to the level of Yesod. And Mamela they achieve this amount of, of Nitzachon in the individual sense. That they'll be able to build their own home. And that also they'll be Zocha to Chayi Olam Hava. So let's build this into something a little bit more concrete as well. And I want to look at, at a, a very practical aspect of the Mida of Netzach Shabi Yesod, which is also an incredibly powerful um, lesson for life as well. I want to pivot this entire discussion on this incredible letter that we've referenced a few times of Revitz of Hudner in the collected letters that they published on, in the series of Pachat Yitzchak, letter 128. And he bases the, the entire letter on this Pasuk uh, in Mishlei that Shlomo Melach says, which is a, a relatively well-known Pasuk, of Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vikam, Virashayim Yikashlu Bura'ah that a tzaddik falls seven times and gets back up, whereas the rasha, he stumbles in his own wickedness, in evil. So the context of this letter that Rav Hutner is writing, uh, and it's worth reading in its entirety, but I just brought a, an excerpt from the letter here in the sources. The context of the letter is that a student of Rav Hutner is writing to him, basically pouring out his heart that he feels that he's lost all the inspiration that he had from back while he was in yeshiva. And he feels like, you know, when back in, when he was in yeshiva, he was steiging and he was on such a high and he had this desire for greatness within him. And now that he's back home and, you know, it's been a couple of months, he really feels that he doesn't have what he used to have to be able to achieve the things that he used to desire. So in part of this response that Rav Hutner writes to the student, he says a number of very powerful things. And he starts off by saying that there's, the, there's an illness that we have as, as collectively, as a community. And he says, and that is, that when we start discussing the greatness of our Torah scholars, of our Gedole Hador, what we do is, we always look at the final denominator, who they are now at the end of the line. And we talk about the great perfection that they have acquired, and at the same time, we skip over all of the internal struggle that they had to endure within themselves. And he says that what ends up happening, the result of this is that we start perceiving Gedolim, giants, great people, by means of their final results. And we almost imagine that they came out of the womb that way. He says that everybody talks about it. He brings this example. He says everybody raises up on a banner the great, pure language of the Chavetz Chaim. 
But he says, who knows how many milchamot, how many struggles, how many failures, how many michsholim did he go through, how many nefilot, how many times was he thrown backwards, nesigot l'achor, how many can you imagine? Mashal echad mini alef. Obviously, it's one in a thousand that is successful. And he continues on and says that what you need to know, he says, is that the essence of a person's neshama, of a person's greatness, is not rooted in their yetzer hatov. You're not identified with who you are by means of your Yetzir Hatov, he says. It's specifically the war that's waged that you are identified by, by means of. And he says a, a very important thing. He says, in English, they say the saying, lose a battle and win the war. He quotes it in English in the middle of the, of the essay. And he says that what this means is, that what you need to know is that the Pasuk says, Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vikam. The Pasuk says, the Tzadik falls down seven times, they get back up. And he says, the Tipshim think, fools think, that the Pasuk just means something very simple. That even though the Tzadik might stumble seven times, Lamaisa, he always gets back up. But he says, no, 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 no. The Chachamim know very well that the intention of this Pasuk is, Shemahus Hakima Shela Tzadik he hasheva nefilo shalom. The essence of the getting up of the tzaddik, the tzaddik's rising to the top, is is defined by the seven times that he fell down. And then he plays on the pasuk of Bereishis vayarek et kol asher asav hinei tov meod. Tov is the yetzer hatov. Tov meod is the yetzer hara. And he continues and says that you, what you have to understand from this is that what it means to be a tzaddik is the fact that you're a part of a relentless struggle for victory. Being a tzaddik is defined by the netzach, which is an identifying feature of being yesod. Because to be the tzaddik be'emunato yichdeh means that if you're not plugged into that emuna, if you're not entirely connected and, and with, in an unceasing way, you are unwilling to, to surrender that battle, you might lose a particular battle but you'll always win the war. What it means to be a tzaddik is that, by definition, you will go through those struggles because that's what it means to be a tzaddik. You're going to struggle. And he goes on and says, he says, I beg of you, my dear Talmud, never imagine in your mind that the greatness of gedolim is shehem v'yitzram atov v'bechinat chadhu. Don't think that they and their Yetzer Hatov are synonymous. He says, on the contrary, the way you have to depict great people in your mind is in the midst of a fierce, awesome war, amidst all of the most lowly and despicable drives and struggles that you could possibly imagine. That's where you imagine a tzaddik. You don't imagine a tzaddik glowing in this incredible aura of the base medrash. Imagine a tzaddik with blood and guts surrounding him, dragging his way out of the depths of the mire of the gashmias of this world and coming out victorious. Sheva yipol tzaddik become. It's only because the, the tzaddik is willing to fall that he's ultimately zoche to that kima. 
And indeed, it's that, as the Mishnah in Pirkei Avo says, it's the Makom Shebali Tshuva Omdim, a Tzadik Gomer is not able to be there. Because what the Tzadik Gomer has is nothing compared to what the level of integrity that a Yosef is able to have. The Tzadik Gomer isn't a Ne'eman the way that Yosef was in the Medrash we saw the other day. That Yosef is, as the Medrash Tanchuma said, that one of the three Ne'emanim of the world is when you have a single guy living in a difficult district. He's living in Miami Beach and he's out there and he's a Ne'eman. There's nothing greater than that because ultimately he struggled. And if he struggled and committed himself to the war, he's come out on top. And what he says is just the language is too beautiful not to share. So what Rav Hudner says is that at a time that you feel within yourself the struggle with your Yetzer, he says, Dalecha, you got to know that it's right in that moment that you have more in common with those Gedolim that you, that you emulate than when you're sitting in the base Medrash in a state of pure bliss. Davka ba'otam ha'mekomot, shincha motzev ha'atzmecha ha'yeridot ha'chimerubot. Specifically in those moments that you find yourself in the deepest struggles and the lowest points of your life, davka ba'otam ha'mekomot, omed hincha lihiot kli, it's specifically in those moments that you find yourself available to be a receptacle for the kavod of Shamayim to be Megala in the world. It's in those moments that you are It's in those moments that you're more similar to those Gedolim than the times that you're out there in spiritual bliss. And so Mimela, the Mida of Netzach Shabi tells us that the life of a tzaddik is a difficult one. Living as a, as a funnel, as a channel, with integrity to, the, to being Megala, the or of Kaddish Baruch Hu and Maizah Bereshis, is one which oftentimes requires erasure of oneself, forgetting one's own family, one's own children, forgetting the local responsibilities that you have. And ultimately, waging war and fighting on the front lines. And sometimes that's going to be a bloody battle. And it's going to have its losses. And there are going to be people who are lost along the sidelines. And possibly parts of ourselves that are lost along the sidelines as well. But if a person goes forth in that battle with the mentality of recognizing that it's specifically in that nefila, it's specifically in the war, in the battle zone, that they resemble most the tzaddik be'amunasa yichyeh, which is the or zarua la tzaddik, it's specifically as you're down there in the dirt, that you're planting and you're involved in the world, that you're committed to that nitzachon at all costs, come hell or high water, it's at that moment that in the Ramam's Lashon we can be misha'en al-mikvah Yisrael. It's only then that we can rely and we can lean upon the hope of Yisrael the line that we draw ourselves along, that is constantly connecting us back, the kav that brings us back to the Matzi Rushan, to the Ein Sof, that connects us back as that Yesod, as that funnel, as literally the Yesod, which is the finale of the Kava Em Sa'i, a person who lives with that level of bris, never lose, loses sight of the project that they're involved in and ultimately, as, the, as Rav Hudner closed in that line, ultimately becomes a Kli, to a further exposure of the Kvod Shamayim in this world. And as a result of that, 
they become somebody who, who acts on part for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, and as we kind of segue our way towards Malchut, where, again, Yesod is really the way by which Malchut is expressed in the world, we can already start getting a taste of how a tzaddik stands in for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the tzaddik is, as the Chazal say, the avos hein hein hamerkava, which has a variety of different meanings. But in one level of Pashtus means that the avos are the representation of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shechina in the world. They are that presence. And when a person embodies the Mida of Yesod full-heartedly, and they step aside from their local definitions and their trappings, they step into the light, and they allow themselves to rely on the Netzach Yisrael, Lo Yishaker, and ultimately they can bank on the fact that they will carry through, and that they might lose the battle, but they'll ultimately will win that war, and they'll be Zocheh to build a Bayit Nachon Bi Yisrael, and be Zocheh Chaye Olam Haba. So these are some thoughts for Netzach Shabi Yisod. Thanks so much again, everyone, for, for sharing with me for another evening. Have a wonderful night. Look forward to seeing you all tomorrow.